ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗರಾಧರ ಶಿವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಜೈ ಗೋವಿಂದ ರಾಮ್ ಪ್ರಭು ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅ ಬ್ಯಾಗ್ ಆನ್ ವಿಚ್ ದೇರ್ಸ್ ಅ ಪಿಕ್ಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೇಸ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಸೂನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಯು ನೋ ಹೂ ಮೇಕ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪಿಕ್ಚರ್ ವಿತ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸ್ಲೋಗನ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ದ ಭ್ರಮಿತ್ ಕುಮಾರೀಸ್ ಹೂಸ್ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಪಿಕ್ಚರ್ shows that this time previously he was immortal but this time he'll come as a perfectly pure and moral avatar they're just rascals so it's better to not have anything to do with brahma kumari's conception of krishna which is absolutely offensive you pr- you didn't know that probably yeah so be careful yeah you want give a gist of that in tamil but the point is that we sh- we should receive krishna from prabhupada then we're sure we're getting krishna <laughs> so please be careful i mean almost everyone in india thinks they they know about krishna <laughs> so we we should we should worship that krishna who prabhupad worshiped bhakti siddhant sarsar thakur worshiped no? we have to be very careful that's the point it seems to be like a, something like taken from christianity they say jesus is coming soon you see that on the cars jesus is coming soon they've been saying that for 2000 years when i was a kid there were these people going door to door knock on the door and say jesus is coming next year we calculated it from the bible so you have to surrender to or whatever the word they use you have to bathe in the blood of jesus otherwise you'll go to hell forever next year comes and then they say oops well we re- we made a little mistake in our calculation it's just another two years so you have to bathe in the blood of jesus otherwise you'll go to hell forever and like this every two years they're going on like this for 2000 years now 2010 or so shri prabhupada's presentation of krishna is so different to that of all these other people who think they know krishna you, you can see krishna in various tv dramas and then various novels and cartoons but they, they don't know krishna <laughs> and shrila prabhupada's presentation of religion was just so different to the mumbo jumbo that goes on in the name of christianity islam hinduism they, they have no idea what they're talking about all these people yeah hinduism you translate as hindu matam that exactly catches the point yeah you translate it hinduism as hindu matam which exactly catches the point it's just an opinion that's all when prabhupad was asked what do you believe prabhupad would say it is not a question of belief it is a science when people ask me do you believe in this or that i just say it's 
It's completely insignificant. It's meaningless what I believe. Believe means you don't know. Belief means it's an opinion which can change at any time. And what does it matter what we tiny little beings believe? The very question is absurd. So we should understand what is the fact. Otherwise, belief is, is a very flimsy platform. I'm seeing this, some of the children, they're, not, they're just dressed in very light clothes. Maybe they should have some warmer clothes. It's a little, little cool, isn't it? You have any warmer clothes? I mean, I'm, we just some people are just wearing. This is thick cloth, so it's okay. But, right. Some other child I saw is just. Yeah. Now you give him some more clothes. Yeah. Better cover your body. Don't be too austere. Then you get sick. It seems our bodies are not as strong as they used to. Be people's bodies used to be. I heard previously it was quite common that villagers, Vaishnavas, they would, uh, on the Dashami day, they would take a meal and then they would not take anything else right up until the morning of Dwadashi. No water, no food. They'd stay up all night on the Ekadashi and they'd work in the fields all the day. They wouldn't stop their work. But we can't do that nowadays. That's stated in Bhagavatam. What is that? Oh, Taton. What is that? Tatonu dinam rajam. I can dinam rajan. All in Kali Yoga. By day by day, the the strength of human beings, the mercy, religion, all of these are declining day by day. Do we have that here? Can you look that up? Tatas Chanu Dinam Rajan. Qualities of Kali Yoga. F2. Database F2. Then Tatas is Tatash, but in the database it's all the same. Chanu Dinam, that should be enough. C A N U D I N A M. Beginning of the chapter describing the. Ah. Nangshant Ayo, what is it? Tatas Chanu Dinam Rajan. Dharmam Satyam Shaucham Drit Shama. Oh, here it is, you got it in the book. Kalena Balina Rajan Nankshatyayur Balangsmitihi. Thereafter, Tatas, with each day, Dharma, Satya, Shocha, Kshama, Daya, Ayo, duration of life, Balam and Smriti, by the powerful influence of Kali Yoga, day by day they're becoming broken down, spoiled, reduced. Yeah. Powerful verse, huh? We can see it. Yeah, it's an easy verse to remember if you take Tatash Chanudinam Dharma, not Raja. 
సత్యం శోచం క్షమాదయా కాలేన బలినా రాజన్ నంక్షత్యాయో బలం స్మృతి ఇట్స్ అ వెరీ పవర్ఫుల్ స్టేట్మెంట్ ఇస్నట్ విచ్ వి వి కెన్ సీ ఇన్ అవర్ ఓన్ లైవ్స్ హౌ దిస్ ఇస్ హ్యాపెనింగ్ So we're going with more questions. It's, uh, it's good that you're all come here and ready to hear and chant for seven days. In Parikshit Maharaj did so without taking even a drop of water or he never dozed off during class either. <laughs> We don't find in Srimad Bhagavatam, Utishta, Jagrata. <laughs> that's there in the upanishads but presumably the rishis they they weren't saying to their disciples you know physically to wake up so that's good you hear and chant you have a taste for that that's very good yeah. we are not this body but we are spirit soul that's true this sentence is most spoken and also heard more very good glad to hear it <laughs> but how to understand this in a concrete way because most of the time i does not re- i i don't realize myself as soul and i forget it so how to understand this in a concrete way yeah by acting on the platform of spirit we realize that we are spirit by serving krishna we experience the happiness of devotional service and the presence of krishna in our lives krishna then we could then that's practical realization that we are spirit soul servants of krishna it's also uh, very practical to understand that we're not the body from the first example that krishna gives in bhagavad gita in regard to this instruction krishna says that the body is changing from boyhood to youth to old age but the person remains the same and we can practically see that it's a completely apt example that anyone in any country can see all around him you don't have to be a, a great sanskrit scholar to understand this just look and see <laughs> we can experience ourselves also that actually the although sukh and dukh happiness and distress are experienced in relation to the body the experience of dukh is more it's almost always more intense than the experience of sukh who's had severe toothache not so many you all have good teeth severe headache ladies oh there we go there we go duke again 
Maybe for you it's soup, but you don't have to listen to me anymore. You're experiencing the duke of listening to me telling you how miserable this material world is. Hare Krishna. Now we have the sukha of amplified sound with the additional dukha of the sound of the generator in the background. What about uh, kidney stones? Who's had kidney stones? That's. I'm just talking about the things I've experienced. Kidney stones, anyone? Now you're smiling. Were you smiling when you had kidney stones? It's very painful. Ramba, adhika, oya, ramba, ramba, ramba. It's damn painful. What about the ladies? Nowadays they all have injections when they give birth. Is it? Is it all the kids get born with injections nowadays? Or do they still deliver? Childbirth is supposed to be the most painful painful experience a human being can can have the mothers giving birth but I think they do it all is it nowadays they all have anesthesia is it I'm looking at Savyasachi Savyasachi Das no they don't all have anesthesia so ladies like to have children is it but giving birth is very painful so we're told Okay, so now those who have experienced severe headache, severe toothache, kidney stones or gallstones or whatever, giving birth to a child, they can compare the intense pain with, let, them, let us think of the most intense pleasure we've had in our life outside of Krishna consciousness. And I, of course it's subjective, but I think we'll find that the experience of pain is more intense than any experience of pleasure in this world. There's also the pain of losing loved ones due to death. In the modern age, increasingly common is the uh, pain of uh, falling in love and then the girl rejects you, or the boy rejects you, something like that. So, what was the point I was talking about? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when we experience pain, at this time it's very useful to remember that we're not the body. And it, it actually decreases the sensation of pain. We can practically experience that. Some years ago, I was at a dentist and he had to drill my teeth and for some reason he decided to do it without anesthetic. And it was very painful. We can say it was very painful, but that doesn't communicate the experience of the pain. So, uh, sometime into this painful experience this intense experience of pain I remembered I, I, I started suddenly thinking philosophically instead of just experiencing pain one thing was that I'm not the body the second thing is well I, I just have to tolerate it and it'll be over after some time there's nothing I can I have to tolerate it 
and immediately I became detached from the pain. It didn't stop being painful, but because of understanding that it's not actually me, I have nothing to do with this pain, the, uh, the experience of this, the pain and the experience of it, they're not exactly the same thing. So my experience of the pain, it, it became, in, instead of identifying with that, because I was detached, at least to some extent from that, then it was actually less painful. <laughs> from what I can understand, uh, the word suk and duk, they are used to mean uh, both the facility for and the ex and the direct attainment of objects of happiness or distress and the uh, experience, the mental experience, the, the, which are actually two different things. For instance, in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says, Sukhe dukhe samekritva. One should be equipoised in happiness and distress. But for one who is equipoised, yeah, so this means whether one has lots of money, labha, labho, jaya, jaya, whether one is, Krishna gives examples of sukha and dukha. That an example of sukha is monetary gain. Or an example of dukkha is monetary loss. And an example, another example of sukha is victory. And an example of dukkha is defeat. But for one who is equipoised, then it makes no difference that he's neither uh, elated in happiness. Uh, what is that verse? Dukeshvanu vignamana sukesha Vigatasprihaha. Yeah, that. Dukesha nudvignamana. One who is not. So Krishna says, in dukkha, in, in, when, when there's suffering, if one is not disturbed in the mind, and sukeshu vigatasprihaha. When one has sukha, facility to enjoy material, but, objects, but he doesn't, he doesn't become elated, he doesn't desire, now I shall enjoy. So for such a person, there is no material happiness or distress because he's detached from both of them. We can't become detached from material distress unless we're also detached from material happiness. If we think that, well, when I'm distressed, I'll remember I'm not the body, but when I have opportunity to enjoy, I'm going to damn well enjoy. That is not possible. But there's another kind of sukha and dukkha, just like we find... Uh, but you know, Taco. For instance, there's so many examples in his song that uh, he's Bhaktivinoda uh, Prema Shukabashi. He's saying that he's uh, floating in Prema Suk in the happiness of love of Krishna. And then again in another song, he sings uh, that he is Dukhe Vibhor. What is that? Namayano rag na jana melomo bhakati vinoda dukhe vibhur. That he sings that because I did not attain attachment to the holy name, uh, they did not arise in me. Uh, therefore, uh, I'm 
I'm overwhelmed by distress. So that's a different kind of sukh and dukh altogether. That's on the spiritual platform. So when our happiness and distress is defined by how we are able to serve Krishna, then then, then, then we're off the bodily platform. I was just thinking this morning what would make one very good book. Who would like to write a book? <laughs> Do some research. Research. <laughs> Vedic psychology. Suhotra Swami wrote a book, Vedanta Psychology, but it's more for devotees and it's it does it doesn't systematically cover the topics. It, it's a certain perspective. But uh, we could, in modern psychological speculation, there, are, yeah, there are different speculations. I'm not a great student of all these things, but from what I've read, what they call behavioral psychology is the in fashion at the present time. There's so many different theories they have, but. Uh, Bhagavad Gita itself is is uh, is a uh, well. Even Prabhupada himself quoted that one writer had said that Krishna is like a psychologist and Arjuna is like his patient, and Prabhupada seemed to accept that analogy. So the the whole of the Bhagavad Gita it centers around the the state of mind. Yang yang whatever we think of, what the state of our mind at the time of death determines our future body. Manmana, always think of me. Madchita, madgata prana, those whose consciousness is absorbed in me. So, yeah, the, the state of consciousness, I mean, that is, that is central to our being. That is our being. We are conscious living beings. And that's why mundane psychology can never actually explain psychology because it's mundane. It doesn't recognize that consciousness is a symptom of the soul. And that's why the Vedic culture, that's one of the reasons why the Vedic, or the prime reason why the Vedic culture is so far, far ahead of any other culture because it recognized the, uh, that the, 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 platform of existence is that of consciousness. So in Vedic psychology we have the nature of consciousness, the source of consciousness, polluted consciousness and its consequences. Uh, the, the, the nature of polluted consciousness, that everything we see, do, all the impressions that we get through the senses, as well as Thoughts that we form within our mind, they all create more and more sanskars or impressions, which makes a, a tremendous, a huge ocean of vasana or latent desire, the, which, which, uh, the, the, I think Freud called that the subconscious. So yeah, maybe, yeah, Freud had some idea. <laughs> the sub, the subconsciousness, the, the, apart from the, 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 the consciousness, if we stop and look at ourselves, we see the consciousness, but there's deep within so many latent desires which we're not even aware of. 
So all this is discussed in the Vedic, in, in Gita, in Bhagavatam, in the Upanishads, how the, uh, the objects of the senses are perceived by the senses. They are processed within the mind according to our, uh, according to our consciousness, according to the consciousness that we have acquired through it, which we also acquire through the, the consciousness that we have, it's carried over from previous lives and it's influenced by that which we associate with this in this life. It's all described in Bhagavad Gita and in more detail in Bhagavatam. Shriram Yadavapnoti Yad Chapyutkramatishvaraha Grihitvaitani Sangyati Vayo Gandhani Vashayat, which means that uh, we we carry our impressions from body to body. It's very subtle. We can't see that directly. Just like you can't see how the air carries the smell. There's some flower bush over there and we smell it from here. How is that? It's very subtle how the air carries that smell. And then we, as a result of the impression we, that we carry from one body to another, we get a, a certain type of body grouped around the senses. Yeah, then Shrotram Chakshu Sparshanam Cha Rasanam Ghranam Evacha Adhishtaya Manaschayang Vishayan Upasevate. Then according to our desires we get a certain type of uh, body with, with a certain sense of touch, a certain sense of hearing, certain sense of seeing, smelling, all the senses. You see, the, the, the dog can hear very well, the vulture can see very well, but it's all based around the mental desires for enjoying this world. So Vedic psychology can... Pre- Dukkha. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare So Vedic psychology can present what to modern man is a completely new paradigm. In psychology they try to analyze and then try to sort it all out by psychoanalysis or whatever. But Krishna already said in Bhagavad Gita that you can't sort it all out, it's too complex. One can only do so by the Nivritta no, no, not Nivritta, what's that uh, in the 15th chapter beginning? Hmm? Yeah, Udva Molamada Shakam, it's, it's a very complex tree, and then what's... What's the verse after that? Nirmana Moha Jitta Sangatosh. Yeah, fine. You can't, it's too complex to sort, try and disentangle it. The more we disentangle it, the more we get entangled. So we just have to cut through all that. That example also earlier in this morning, Gyanasana, by the sword of knowledge, we have to cut through all this then you can see everything clearly everything becomes clear 
So by studying the Shastra and by chanting Hare Krishna, everything becomes clear. Even if we just study, that won't help us very much. We have to chant Hare Krishna also. Otherwise, it, we won't understand. It, we won't be blessed with the realization. So like this, that was just one thought I had this morning. That what a great scope for... We, we have the knowledge of psychology, which people that are doing PhD theses and they're just getting more and more bewildered. It's like, in an, un, it's like an unlimited labyrinth. Labyrinth. I don't know what the word is in Tamil. Does anyone know the Tamil word maze? A maze is a two-dimensional labyrinth. A labyrinth is three-dimensional. You don't use Why don't you have an online dictionary? That would be good. It's a very good. Well, Maya Jalam, you can say. That's. It's a network. So. It's like you can analyze, yeah, and when you go left, there's this here, and you have to avoid that obstacle, then you go right, and then there's another obstacle coming this way, so you have to go down, but there's no end, you just keep on going on and on and on, and you never come to any solution. And they think they're making progress, but they're just going deeper and deeper into the, into the maya jala, into the maze. <laughs> so, we have the solution. And actually all areas of knowledge, all the books of the world, they should all be thrown out and we should write new books which, oh which give the actual history, geography, medicine, everything. History, we can give that. What is that? Klishamananam avidya kama kamavi. What's the first line of that? I always have these half shlokas in my mind. Hmm? What is that? Prabhupada said, this is the whole history of the world in two lines. Bhavesmin klishamananam avidya kama karmavi. Prabhupada said, that's the history of the world. Two lines. Bhava, this world, it means the world of birth and death. Bhava means coming into being. This world is called bhava because things come into being but then again they go out. So this world is simply full of distress, full of troubles on the background of ignorance and uh, desire for, for fruitive action. And well, there's the history lesson. And uh, we can also predict the future of the world. Same. Bhavesmin klishamananam avidya kama karma bihi. Same. It's going to go on the same. Sometimes people ask me to read their hand and I look at it and I say, very bad future. A lot of suffering. The only solution is to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> it's true for everyone. You don't have to study palmistry. So this is the knowledge by which you can know, every, know everything. So yeah, and we we can write books, so many books, geography books. Show the if people are interested, we can show the Puranic geography of ancient Bharat. We can now teach the children also the international tirthas. Prabhupada visited New York, Tokyo, Sydney, 
So they've all got some importance. Previously they had no importance. So we're always hearing about these schools with the new approach, dynamic approach. We also have a new approach. All your knowledge is useless. Without Krishna, it's a big zero, an ever-expanding zero. Who was that? I think it was Krishna Das, I think it was. One of Prabhupada's first disciples. He was in Germany and he arranged a meeting between Prabhupada and a German Sanskrit scholar. They, they had, Prabhupada and this scholar had a long conversation in Sanskrit, which Krishnadas didn't understand. And after they discussed for a long time, the scholar said to Prabhupada in English, so what you're saying is that without Krishna consciousness, all my knowledge is useless. And Prabhupada said, yes. <laughs> so we should, we have to rewrite all the books. There's a lot of work to do. So yeah. We understand we're not the body when we become so absorbed in serving Krishna that we don't even have time, we don't even think of the body. That's the perfectional stage. It's a stage to be aspired for. If we think, let me distribute so many Bhagavad Gita's every month and make a difficult target for ourselves. I have to do it. I have to serve Srila Prabhupada's mission. I have to do something to please him. It's not enough for me to just say Jai Srila Prabhupada. But I have to do something to actually please him. I know he's pleased by distribution of his books. So let me distribute 100 of his Gita's every month. And then we have to, to uh, pray to him for the strength and energy to do so. In the end of the month is coming, we've only distributed 60 and, and it's only three days left and then then you forget about eating and sleeping. Somehow or other you have to get out and distribute these books. Then you forget the other body. Then you act only on the spiritual platform. That's just, that's just an example. As long, you know, as long as we just talk about it, it just remains theoretical. It's not that by just having some philosophical discussion we can realize that we're not the body. Yeah. Srila Prabhupada, because of his unique position as, a, as founder Acharya, could make many practical adjustments and changes in details. Can discipular descendants of Srila Prabhupada make such changes? If yes, is it possible to keep ISKCON intact as an institution? Please explain. Say in Tamil. Very good question. One I've been thinking about for many years. Who asked this? Yourself, yeah. Well, uh, Srila Prabhupada's disciples are going to have to make adjustments. It's, it's, it has to be done all the time in preaching. Otherwise there's no preaching. Preaching doesn't go up to mean to say, go up to someone and say, "Look, here's all the things you do. You have to follow this exactly, and that's it. Otherwise, you're a demon." You have we have to introduce. All right, now you chant this round, two rounds, four rounds. Still eating meat, having difficulty giving it up. Okay, try gradually. So, at the individual level, some adjustments may need to be made. And preaching Krishna consciousness within different. Uh, Cultures, also some adjustments may need to be made. 
For instance, Srila Prabhupada proved that for preaching in China, the Chinese style prasadam could be served. Because Chinese people in general, they don't like Indian style food at all. And Srila Prabhupada approved for preaching in China that mushrooms could also be put in the prasadam. He didn't introduce it in Krishna Balaram Mandir in Vrindavan. But for preaching in various cultures, various adjustments will need to be made. For preaching in prisons, for instance, always in different situations, different adjustments have to be made. It requires uh, spiritual intelligence and focus to make adjustments without making uh, wholesale compromises and to know what the actual standard is that we want gradually to bring people toward. Toward. It might be that someone raised in Chinese culture, they may develop a strong sense of Krishna consciousness, but they never like gulab jamuns or chapatis. Or, yes, say that again. For that matter, it might be, you know, some people raised in Tamil Nadu might never like chapatis also. But still, Krishna has to be offered what he likes to eat. The ultimate standard, what, well, what is the ultimate standard? That has to be, that has to be considered. That can be understood, how? From Shastra. Even in understanding Srila Prabhupada's teachings, we have to understand him as a teacher of Shastra, which is how he always presented himself. And he presented that if one is not teaching according to Shastra, then he's simply cheating. But to understand what is the essence of Shastra, that may be very subtle. Dharmasya tatvam nihitam guhayam Mahajano Yenakatasapantha. The the essence of Dharma is deep, mysterious, therefore we should follow the Mahajanas. It means those persons who themselves have understood the essence of Dharma. And the Mahad of course we follow all the Mahajans, but particularly in Iskon we follow the Mahajana Srila Prabhupada. But it also requires a deep understanding of the mission of Srila Prabhupada and the Acharyas to understand his teachings from the eternal platform and from the um, the uh, what shall I say that the uh, contextual platform in which he was preaching. In other words, he presented Krishna consciousness according to the times and place and circumstances in which he was presenting it. Srila Prabhupada repeatedly taught that we are not the body. It was like Einstein teaching infants one plus one equals two. 
Srila Prabhupada came. What is that? Nikunja yono rati keli siddhya ya ya libhya yuktira pekshani. Srila Prabhupada came to teach about Radha and Krishna and the gopis and the, all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. So then why did he teach? Dehino svinyata dehe kaumarang yovananja. Why did he teach repeatedly? We are not the body. Because the necessity, he taught according to the necessity of his audience. If Einstein had only infants to teach, he would teach them 1 plus 1 equals 2. He would not attempt to teach them E equals MC squared. He might tell them, look, this is where we're going, but right now you have to study this. So, uh, at what point we teach Radha Krishna? Actually, it's not a subject to be taught at all. We can, the process can be taught by which the heart can be purified and those pastimes will be revealed. And at that point there may be discussion of so many uh, intricate, uh, intricate discussions of the esoterica of intimate pastimes. So at what point, to who, if at all, more elevated topics should be taught, should that be? Srila Prabhupada writes that this Krishna conscious movement is meant for joining Radha and Krishna in their pleasure past in their pleasure dance in Vrindavan. So again that should be taught, but when, to who, to what extent and then again uh, Srila Prabhupada made some major adjustment in having his disciples chant 16 rounds, whereas traditionally uh, Vaishnavas, they chant at least 64 rounds of the Mahamantra. Within or around Iskon, I've seen devotees preaching, no, no, you must chant 64 rounds. I've, I've been strongly against them. <laughs> may seem strange to tell people, don't chant so much. Ultimately, everyone should chant not 64 rounds, but constantly. But to bring them to that platform, following the example shown by Srila Prabhupada, it cannot be done uh, artificially. I've seen devotees, like, they want to chant 64 rounds, and then, you know, there's... The, generally the quality of their chanting is very poor. They cut out most of the morning program and they, 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 they can't do the services allotted to them properly. So it's uh, they're not getting the benefit. There are many questions. There are many questions. Just like Srila Prabhupada sent his uh, young women disciples out preaching. But he uh, he indicated that he well he said that the daughters of our disciples they should be they should not be educated in a formal way but they should be taught how to cook and how to be chaste. These these are the two things they should learn. 
It seems that uh, many, or, or the general trend in ISKCON today is to uh, ignore this and maybe think that, well, maybe later, a few generations later, or, some, or maybe not at all. So it's uh, an important question. What does it mean to follow Srila Prabhupada? As we were just discussing, I, you know, opening s- schools for teaching mundane subjects, hospitals, eye camps, midday meals. When I read Prabhupada's books, I, I don't find that this was what Prabhupada taught it, or rather the opposite. But these activities are more and more defining ISKCON. So I'm just giving that as an example of how, how I perceive that uh, Srila Prabhupada is not being followed in some ways. But what does it mean to follow Srila Prabhupada? You might get as many answers to that question as there are disciples of Prabhupada. No, no, that's not true because there, there are various groups of devotees who have various outlooks on that. So you'll have to make your own decision. If you want to follow Srila Prabhupada, then different people will say, this is the way it should be done. In some respects, no, I, I don't think anyone would insist that we follow Prabhupada in every single respect as he did everything exactly when he was present. Just to give one example, Srila Prabhupada used to uh, install deities by, he'd have like a steel pot of ghee and take a ladle and pour the ghee over. Nowadays everyone would use a conch shell. That's just a small example. But if we say we want to do everything exactly the way Prabhupada did, I don't think any, anyone would do everything exactly the same way that Prabhupada did. But at what point uh, change ceases to be following is something which, if Srila Prabhupada himself was present, he would say what is deviation and what is valid following. Actually, there are many guidelines, which specific guidelines which Prabhupada has given. For instance, in the temple in Kirtan, only Madanga and Kartal. Outside, other instruments may be allowed, but in the temple, Madanga, Kartal only. Clear. So if others argue on various grounds that, well, no, actually it attracts people, this, that, the other, I, they may say that, but then Prabhupada's clear instruction is there. And even outside the temple, how much we introduce for the sake of preaching or whatever, orchestras and various instruments that different people may have different opinions although Srila Prabhupada said that we're not in another letter Prabhupada said that we're not interested in being musicians we're simple Hari Kirtan men don't emphasize the music so much but there are different opinions within ISKCON and it's up to the individual to exercise their intelligence and pray to Krishna and Srila Prabhupada to understand what is the actual following of Srila Prabhupada. 
being a disciple doesn't mean to turn off your intelligence and just do what your guru says, but rather the guru is supposed to give the eye of knowledge, to give intelligence by which one can understand things as they are through Shastra. So what about the future of ISKCON? That we'll have to see. If we're actually following and pleasing Srila Prabhupada, then all well and good. If not, then there's no use of ISKCON or any other organization. There's no meaning to it. And then it becomes like Christianity. They, they're eternally crucifying Jesus. They say, they, they invoke the name of Jesus and do everything against whatever he said. So if we just keep a picture of Prabhupada and say Jai Prabhupada and don't give a damn what he says or completely reinterpret what he says, then what's even the meaning of it becomes meaningless? If we think that his statements are just views, opinions, that and we, you know it's just his views, yeah, yeah, we, we respect his views and we also have our views and everyone's entitled to their views, then we're already far distant from Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. It's a big discussion. And again, simply by discussion, discussion isn't everything. You can't understand everything, only, only by discussion. We have to chant Hare Krishna also. So let's do that now. These are heavy, but relevant and important discussions. That's the answer. That's the answer to the question. Just chant Hare Krishna. Jai Shokal Bipod Bhakti Vinod Balen Jokono Nam Gai. All the when you chant the holy name, all the problems go away. But because we don't accept that, therefore actually Prabhupada once said philosophy is for fools. You think philosophy is for the most intelligent people? But Prabhupada said philosophy is for fools. Robert said, the only real thing we have to do is chant Hare Krishna. But because people aren't convinced of that, therefore we have to discuss philosophy. Another occasion, Robert said, we should always be speaking philosophy. So what's this philosophical question? We hope it's a philosophical question. Kindly advise us whether there is really an opportunity to attain perfection in Krishna consciousness for a person who really practices well but uh, fall down very, very badly due to bad association. Yeah, say it in Tamil. Well, of course, yeah. Why doubt? Examples are there. Examples? Ajama is the obvious one. Bilva Mongol. Bharat Maharaj. The examples are there in Shastra to give us hope. We don't have to experiment. We don't have to follow in the footsteps of Ajamil in his uh, lying, stealing, cheating, murdering, etc. That's not to fall down. It's best not to fall down. But even those who fall, there's always hope for those. For
Yeah, you can read it out loud. If they're written in Tamil, you can read it out loud in Tamil and then say it to me in English. Is this from the class? Yeah, but the first one wasn't. How was that based on you? Anyway. Um, say that the, I, I have hope now after hearing the lecture um, that uh, my elder son will become uh, practice Krishna consciousness in the future and in that way my house uh, will be a peaceful, happy life. And I hope that will happen, everything will happen yeah, before the end of my life. Yeah. We can hope, but we cannot dictate. As I said, even Srila Prabhupada's own children didn't take to Krishna consciousness seriously. Srila Prabhupada was very uh, affectionate toward children. So we can suppose that he was also affectionate toward his own children. But still they didn't take up, they didn't follow his path. So, parents, naturally it's expected they'll be affectionate toward their children. And you pray to Krishna that they may take up Krishna consciousness. Swamiji, according to lecture, Brahma is son of Mahavishnu. Narada Muni Did I say that? I didn't say it in the lecture. Anyway. Narada Muni and the King these people, also son of These Brahma. people can come inside if they want. They don't have to stand outside in the rain if they like to listen. They're welcome to come. Oh, they're, they're, for the Pandal, they're trying to do something. Okay, all right. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, Narada Muni and the King Daksha also son of Brahma. So they all are... They're all sons of Brahma, yeah. Genetically co-linked as relations. How... How King Daksha only deviated from Krishna consciousness? <laughs> well, I guess in terms of genetics, Lord Brahma has all the DNA codes, all of them, in, inherent, inherent within him. What about the mental sons? How does that work out with your DNA? Any geneticists here can answer that? No, of course they can't answer it, because they don't believe in mental sons anyway. You can translate that, anyone? Yeah, Lord Brahma is the uh, Prajapati, or the progenitor of the devas, the asuras, of all the jivas in all different states of consciousness. So it's not surprising if very, among his sons there are sons of different, very different states of consciousness. Apart from that, we, we often see within the same family the, the, uh, Brothers, they may be of very different disposition.
Even after I completed all my duties, again and again, the relatives and family members are often pushing that uh, why are you still running behind Krishna? Why, don't, why are you not acting as a real father and mother? And uh, your children are, are also performing that. If you go like that, then your children also will perform Krishna's Rasa dance. You, you don't have a, you don't have shyness on that. Don't you have shyness on that? Shame. Shame. Don't you, or don't you feel shame on that? Like this, many applications we are receiving. So what should be done? Exactly what should be done, you may have to see yourself. Different people have different natures. If you had the nature to just shoot back aggressively, you would have done so. You wouldn't have asked me. It seems that you've chosen the policy of quietly tolerating. So for whoever's asking this question, that's probably the best policy in your case. Because uh, if people make such absurd accusations then there's not much point in trying to speak with them in a very reasonable way. You could maybe say, you see the children, they're not... There's so many children nowadays who are doing bad things. These children, they won't do bad things. But actually we often see that parents, they they don't mind if their children do bad things as long as it's the kind of bad things that other children do. Quite often in the Western countries we see that uh, young people are engaged in uh, taking drugs and uh, having illicit sex and so many bad things. And the parents never say anything. But then when they give these things up and start chanting Hare Krishna, the parents become very upset. Because so many children are having illicit sex and taking drugs that it's become socially acceptable. Not highly acceptable, but if you if you uh, relate to your neighbors or if your neighbors come to understand, they'll think, well, you know, it's just normal. It's it's quite normal. But if your children start chanting Hare Krishna, that's not normal. And people are so concerned what other people think of them. They don't really care for the children's welfare, but they're just so concerned... What will my neighbors say? What will, what will my relatives say? If we want to become Krishna conscious, we have to become callous to what others say. If you think that I will have both Krishna consciousness and social respectability, it's not going to work. Narada will always be rejected by Daksha. You must know. have to run outside and turn the is it? Hare Krishna. We don't have batteries? Battery backup? No? Hare Krishna. Generator is there, but the, there should be a battery, right? Hare Krishna. No? We're waiting, waiting. Started, but it takes a little time. Hare Krishna.
That's a UPS makes that beep, 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 is it? No, you don't have a UPS? Nice. Only for the projector, maybe. So, yeah, uh, Narad will always be rejected by the Daksha. So, if we're going to follow the path of Narada, then we can expect that people will make all kinds of accusations. And a lot of the time we may just have to tolerate it, that's all. Sometimes we we have to speak with these people at their own foolish level. They, they may appreciate something at a very low level. They, they may not appreciate any philosophy. So time to cut time come to these festivals, regularly attend the temple. Sunday Shakti Kolo Yoga. In Kali Yoga we get strength from association with devotees. Yeah, then what else? Not related to the class. Okay, write it down, put it in the list. Put it in this list too. Some activities of Kaliuga, for example gambling, as a sport called Jyot Krida. Jyot Krida? Jyot Krida. And prostitution, for for example, Rishya Sringa allude by prostitute in Treta Yuga, were present in other Yugas. Also like Treta Yuga and Dwapra Yuga. So why this age is specifically called Kali Yuga? Because these activities are very prominent in this age. In uh, Satya Yoga, Dharma is present on four legs. Satya Yoga four, four parts. Yeah, four. It's fully present. That doesn't mean there's no influence of Adharma, but Adharma is uncommon in human society. Then in Treta Yoga, the uh, Dharma is reduced to 75%. That means Adharma is there 25%. In Dwarpa Yoga, 50%, 50-50. And in Kali Yoga, Dharma is only present 25% and reducing. But these propensities for what is that? Striya Shuna <coughs> these meat eating, gambling, intoxication and illicit sex. These sinful tendencies are there in the conditioned souls. Striya Suna Dyuta Panam. Yeah. How to build taste for chanting? I stopped the eating onion garlic, but my agitation to control senses has not stopped. How can I build strong sadhana, healthy Krishna conscious life? When we say we follow only vegetarian food, what about plants, fruits and uh, sabjis? There's more than one question. Yeah. Anyway, go on. What about plants, fruits and sabjis that we offer to Krishna and we eat them as sweet? Then please include Darshanarati in the schedule for remaining seven days. Please forgive me if my questions are very stupid. I ask for quality. So what's the first one? 
This is a common question and an important question that could be answered in various ways. One reply that I commonly make to this question is to daily read a little from Sri Namamrita, which is a compilation from Srila Prabhupada's books on the theology and practice of Nama Sankirtanam. And we have plenty of copies of that book here. How many copies? Plenty, plenty. Huh? Forty. Four zero. So there are forty copies of that book which are brought specially to this camp. This is available here. Highly recommended. This will help you. This will help everyone to improve their commitment to and faith in chanting. So please collect your copy of Sri Nam Amrita from the book table. Then what's the second question? I stopped eating onion and garlic, but my agitation to control senses has not stopped. It's not a question. Will it stop? Well, it's not going to stop immediately. The uh, alpha and omega of spir- or the beginning and end of spiritual life is not simply to become a vegetarian. Monkeys are vegetarians. They don't control their senses. So, you've got a lot more work to do. Anyway, go on with Krishna consciousness. Engage all the senses in Krishna's service. Gradually progress will be there. Then, what's the next question? How can I build strong sadhana for healthy Yeah, these are commonly asked questions. This question or slight variations of it. And the answer is very simple. All the basics are there in that book, The Beginner's Guide to Krishna Consciousness. Rise early, Hatmangalati, chant 16 rounds minimum of the Hare Krishna mantra, etc. But you actually have to do it. If you... It's like you go to the doctor and say, I want to get healthy. Okay, take the medicine. You don't take the medicine and you go back again and say, how can I get healthy? You actually do the program, it will actually have its effect. So, there comes a point when asking all these questions becomes meaningless. It's up to, okay, you ask, you get the answer, then it's up to you to do it. Even then, help is needed. But first do the basics. We can all improve on our basic activities of Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Then we say we follow only vegetarian food. What about plants, fruits and sabjis that we offer to Krishna and we eat them as fish? I, I, I don't understand the question. What, I mean, what does it mean, what about? The question, when, you, when you're writing your questions, please be clear and specific, because if the question is not understandable, how can we answer it? What about? It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, go on. That's, okay, so the next one. How to control senses, even after chanting 16 hours of Hare Krishna mantra, still we have this problem. 
Tamil. Chant Hare Krishna, read Srila Prabhupada's books, listen to Srila Prabhupada's lectures, distribute Srila Prabhupada's books, pray for the mercy. It will work. Don't expect overnight praying. Have to be patient also. We also have to be patient. That word in English is there. Patient means someone who's sick but under treatment. We probably say in Tamil also, at least in Chennai, it's a patient, right? So a patient has to be patient, and that won't work in Tamil. Anyway, you can translate it. It's true, whether, whether without the pun, it's still true. The patient, he said, just, you know, I have so many pains in my body, and just give me an injection, it'll all be finished. People who think like that are not fit for Krishna consciousness. They're fit for becoming a drug addict. Drug addict takes an injection and ah, bliss. There's some drug called ecstasy. So that was before my time. I don't know. I heard of it. Probably before your time also. Some some drug. I think it's made of cocaine or something. Some drug. You take it and then you just feel ecstasy. Instant, all your problems forgotten, and you just feel ecstasy. But then the effect of the drug wears off, and the world is just as bad as ever it was. So then take more ecstasy. Then you have to get money to get it. So then you steal, you become a prostitute or whatever, and there's and you end up in prison and you go to hell. So the real way to get actual ecstasy is to follow patiently the process of Krishna consciousness. And don't expect instant ecstasy. Actually, Krishna consciousness is very nice. It's not like we're being tortured and then all of a sudden we're just waiting for some day that we'll wake up and it'll be all bliss. It's already bliss. Torture, yeah, from the senses we can say that's torture. <laughs> but the uh, endeavor to be Krishna conscious, if we're actually sincere, then we'll perceive how Krishna is helping us. The real bliss in Krishna consciousness lies in what? Not in searching for an easy path, but by accepting all difficulties in serving Krishna. Who is experiencing great happiness in Krishna consciousness? Someone who is living very comfortably and everything's arranged for them, they're not making much effort, and they're doing some chanting. Or someone who takes great difficulty to go out and distribute Srila Prabhupada's books and try to spread this movement without any personal desire for recognition. Those who go door-to-door distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, sometimes people call them in and they're very nice to them. Sometimes people slam the door in their face. Sometimes people tell them that you are f- you are from the devil. Sometimes people you open the door and they're drunk. Sometimes they stand there blowing cigarette smoke in your face. Those who take such difficulties to spread Krishna consciousness, they know what the bliss of Krishna, of getting Krishna's mercy is.
not those who are living very comfortably, avoiding difficulty. So, you're chanting Hare Krishna and you have some pushing of the senses. Still, your position is so much more fortunate than the people who are not chanting Hare Krishna and who are totally dominated by their senses. So, best thing is to try to do something to help others who have not even any idea of Krishna consciousness. And if we just try, if we think how to help others take up Krishna consciousness, and we concentrate on trying to do something, we'll find that we even forgot about our own senses. We don't think to woman, but still we are agitated. It is observed that when we are agitated, our mind starts thinking nastily, how to control. Because of this, I am afraid to enter holy places. Please guide this all. Yeah. Say in Tamil. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Daru Prakriti Hare Mune Rapiman. Even a Muni, highly advanced spiritualist, can be agitated, not even by a woman, even by the wooden form of a woman. Seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Just like you see some pornographic magazine like the Times of India. There's no word of pornography. You see, in our culture we have such, we have words for all these things. Because it's important in Western culture. But vulgar, you have words like that. Ashlil is the Sanskritan. It's supposed to be a newspaper, but has all these sexy pictures. I suppose, I stopped looking at it, but still. So what is that sexy picture? It's just some print on paper. There's no woman there. You can embrace, but there's no pleasure to be had from that. It's all manasijam. It's all born in the... This idea of enjoyment is born in the mind. So just consider that. It's just all in the mind. That's what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. That by knowledge one should overcome lust. Tasmada jnana sambhutam hritstam jnana sinatmanaha chitvainam samshayam yogam atishtotishta bharata Therefore one should, with the sword of knowledge, one should cut asunder the doubts which have arisen in the heart and stand up and fight. Here's an interesting story told by one of my sannyasi godbrothers. At the time... He was uh, not a sannyasi. He was a devotee in our movement. And uh, there was a drama being enacted. And one of the brahmacharis was enacting the role of a lusty woman. I can't remember what the drama was. Maybe it was a jamil or something like this. This, uh, this is Bhaktivedanta Manor, London in the 1970s. And these two devotees especially, Sakshi Gopal and Bhumade, together with other devotees, they did superb dramas, which I remember up to the present day. Actually, in future camps we should have dramas, maybe even at this camp, if you can get it together, dramas, uh, excellent spiritual entertainment. 
So they did excellent dramas, and not this uh, simply joking around, but very serious Shastric themes. So, yeah, this uh, sannyasi told us that when this uh, beautiful girl, lusty woman, came in, he knew it was Sakshi Gopal, Brahmachari, but still, because he was playing that role so well, he felt some agitation. How strong is Maya? What is the solution? Daivihi esha gunamai mamamaya duratyaya mameva ye prapadyante maya metam tarantite. Who doesn't know the translation of this verse? You don't know? You do know. You know the translation. If you don't know, you better learn it quick. Bhagavad Gita chapter 7, text 14, is it? What's the next verse after that? Huh? Namang duskrishino murha prapadyante naradhamaha maya pahrita jnana asurang bhavamashrita Who knows, who doesn't know the translation to that? The Asuras, they don't know it. So we have to surrender to Krishna. That's the only way to overcome Maya. Maya means that which gives us suffering. We can easily cross over Maya by surrendering to Krishna. Then why don't we surrender to Krishna? Because we partake of the nature of the Dushkritis or the rascals. Those who plea no interest, no time. And no time for Krishna consciousness. Those who are addicted to sense gratification. So we have to surrender to Krishna. There's a process. It's called sadhana bhakti. All these questions come again and again. How can we control the senses? How can we make them? How can we? How can we? How can we? The answer is the same in each case. Follow the process sincerely and Krishna will help us. And if you want some special mercy, which we all need, stop worrying about yourself so much and get out and do something to help others. Yeah, what else? It is said that we wanted to enter without Krishna in spiritual world and that's why we take and growth in this material world. But how the thought to enter without Krishna appear in spiritual world? Oh. Because when we are there, we were relishing supreme bliss and enjoying higher taste. How the thought of enjoying separately from Krishna arises there? Well, never heard that question before. It's a frequently asked question because it's difficult to understand. Srila Prabhupada consistently replied in this way that as jivas part and parcels of krishna we have krishna has given us minute independence minute by which we can choose to surrender to krishna or not to without that minute independence to choose whether or not to serve krishna there would be no question or possibility of loving Krishna. So at any time, in any place, 
there is the possibility of misusing our independence. It's difficult to understand, no doubt, but we can understand this, that we do have the independence and the possibility to misuse it. Otherwise, there's no possibility of loving Krishna if we're just just uh, programmed robots. Alright, I'm going to finish there for now. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Please take your copies of Srinam Amrita. If you don't have a set of Srimad Bhagavata at home, you should have one. We have plenty of sets of Srimad Bhagavatam here.